podcast. This is a really good intro. Uh, I'm good at it. This is Geek Remix Podcast Episode 3, The Reboot X7. My name is Mari. <laughs> and I'm Stacy. So, uh, first on the agenda, Stacy, what news do you have? Okay, so I found this really interesting story about the actor Rob Kaczynski, who plays Orgrim Doomhammer in the upcoming Warcraft movie. Uh, so he credits WoW with saving his life, which I don't, I don't know if that's something that a lot of people would say. WoW ruined my life, but you yeah, know, everyone experiences things differently. <laughs> so he says it saved his life, and this is like, this is kind of a little sad. But so what happened was, is he had played the role of Sean Slater on the BBC soap opera EastEnders, and quote unquote fans used to harass him all the time, verbally abuse him, physically. Was that so, like, was he playing an evil character? Yeah, he was playing a villain. And so people just got like, I don't know, really wrapped up in it and like what associated the- him with the real character. Yeah. What? So yeah, they would attack him. That's like not funny. I'm laughing at how stupid it is, but it's not funny to like attack someone. No, I'm- it gets worse. So he stopped going outside and would play WoW for like 18 hours a day. And so he said that the game gave him an opportunity to, like, finally have friendships with people, that he didn't have to worry about them punching him in the head because of something his character did on the soap opera. Who are these people that are right? completely out of touch with me? Re- I'm so glad we fetishize villains now because now people just want to have sex with him. I know. Thank God, right? Well, I'm sure there's still people who are, like, out of control, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if that's like, I mean, I'm sure that stuff like that has happened before. I know that actors, if they play villains a lot that aren't likable villains, like fetishized villains, then yeah. people come to like associate them with just being a bad person, which is, and it works the other way too. Like people will look at people who play good characters all the time and they're like oh well they must be a good likable person even if in real life they're actually an asshole no because they're actors they're acting like that yeah they're not actually like that yeah so um anyways he so he said that he of course then put on around 50 pounds and like couldn't go out for the type of roles that he would typically get but that he was still happy. Hey man, because he, whatever because he could finally have a life for you. Yeah, dude. He see, he was like, I was miserable being a hot TV star, so I yeah. started staying inside all day, and I was so happy. And I'm like, dude, you're living it. He was also on the show True Blood. Oh really? Who was he? He was um, he's that guy that goes after Sookie, the fairy guy. I didn't get, I stopped after season three because there was like a lot of rape. Hap- there was so much rape. There's just, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. Show. There was like, a, it was getting to the point where there was rape every episode. And I, I was like, okay, guys, you're confusing me because you'll show me something really hot and then somebody being raped. And it's just, I don't know how to feel anymore. So <laughs> I stopped watching. Yeah. Uh, what's his name again? I want to look at his face. Robert Kaczynski. Oh, Kate. here we go. Let's see yeah. if he's hot. I I don't know if I'm looking at the right guy. 
K-A-Z-I-N-S-K-Y. Okay, because I had two guys come up. One who, guy who was, like, really hot and then, like, a professor of, like, geology. <laughs> <laughs> Could so be the I was like, which one? Sounds I was like, the I same. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. He's cute. Because, <laughs> like, I was like. I know, but just, like, imagine the kind of person that. I don't know. That just Yeah, but I bet a bunch of girls and boys just suddenly just now got a huge crush on him because they can relate to that. Yeah. And because you all now... looked it up. I know you looked him up to see who he is. So. Yeah, so everyone just looked him up like, well, okay. He he was bullied and he went inside and played video games all day and gained 50 pounds. Wow, he's so relatable. I want him to be my boyfriend. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this could be you. Yeah, th- he's literally you, and you should be so happy. He's ma- playing the main protagonist. Is he the main protagonist in World of Warcraft? What is he I think be? so, yeah. Ogrim. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, o- Ogrim's a, a pretty big deal. All yeah. right, so he gets to actually be cool. Right. I know, and I think that's like, I don't know if that was part of why they picked him, because he knows... Uh, clearly knows a lot about Warcraft, but... Okay, so the World of Warcraft movie takes place uh, 20 years before the events of World of Warcraft, so it's basically just the Warcraft movie. And I don't know if you played Warcraft, but Thrall is basically like the Moses of the... um... I played like the original Warcraft. So Thrall was basically the Moses kind of... Of the ogres, not ogres. God, fuck. it's been so long since I played World of Warcraft. I never sorry. played World of Warcraft. I played like, do you remember the, the orcs, very sorry the very original like ones that they ever did? Where yeah. there's like, yeah, those are the ones that I played. So Thrall is the Moses of the orcs. He gets like adopted by a human family, but all the orcs are slaves. And it's bullshit. But then there's these other orcs who do magic. It's very complicated. But what I'm saying is that Thrall basically frees all the slaves. And he, like, becomes best friends with the most powerful human mage. But all the humans and orcs hate each other still. But they see... It's so cool because in World of Warcraft, if you went to this very specific spot... They did a lot of this shit where it was, like, in lore stuff. Yeah. On a certain day, at a certain time, you could sneak up on a rock and see that the female mage who is the leader of one of the leaders of the humans and thrall would meet up this one spot once a week and they would talk to each other and say and just be like what's going on here are our plans for the week and blah 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 like it's nothing that they would actually point out or anything but it's something that happened canonically canonically in the books and in the video games so they oh, added it into yeah the, they have all kinds of stuff like that like character like there's like some demon kids who walk in a pentagram down the road they have all kinds (laughs) of stuff in there you know they showed oh go ahead go ahead they showed a bunch of pictures from the movie trailer and from inside world of warcraft to show like all of the locations and how they look in the movie it's like i don't want to go see the movie because i was so addicted to the game that i don't want to like get back into it i don't want to go come on Man, Mary, just, just start... a little bit yeah no fine. it's literally it's not a it's it's kind of a joke but it's also like very serious because Everybody's i know that doing if I it go, oh yeah i can handle it this time i'll just put on a parental 
blocks and it'll be fine. It'll turn itself off. No, I can't. No, it's everyone's doing it, Mari. No, come on. I can't. <laughs> it's not something that I can do. <laughs> uh, what did you find? Uh, game trailers is closing down after like 10 or 15 years. And if anybody grew up doing the gamer stuff, game trailers was a pretty big deal because they would host video game trailers on the websites, but also they had really good reviews and stuff like that. So it's kind of sad. And then Jim Sterling, as per usual in the Jim Sterling, Sterling style, he was like, well, it's their own fault. He wasn't being a douche about it. He was being honest about why it happened. Yeah. It just was like, you know, it's it still makes him look like a douche. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. being honest, but it still makes him look like a douche, if that makes sense. Yeah. He basically said that all these huge media sites that do reviews and stuff, they they don't really work anymore because they have all these people who are making reviews and stuff, but they still have to answer to a boss who is corporate. Mm-hmm. And all these websites rely on ad revenue. Definitely. And that's not doable anymore because so many people use Adblock to the point where it doesn't work. And sometimes I really don't want to use Adblock. But some websites, like, I want to support them. But at the same time, there's so much ads on there that I can't even make the web. Like, the website won't even work. The website won't even work. Yeah. And I, I'm like, how am I supposed to support you guys? If and there's, there's, like, pop-ups everywhere and it's just, like, or it's, like, loading so many video ads that the website. Yeah, that yeah. the website slows down. And it's. It's a really, but then in response to that, they add even more ads so that they can make money off of the people who don't use Adblock, but, and then people are like, oh my God, I'm just going to use Adblock. Yeah. So it's very difficult. I feel like YouTube is very, had a very, has a very good, uh, response to Adblock. First of all, YouTube's ads don't slow down the website so much that it doesn't work. It fully works. It's completely integrated. Yeah, exactly. And second... They came up with YouTube Red, and I was like, yeah, I want to support, like, the people I watch, you mm-hmm. know? So I signed up for YouTube Red, and plus I get uh, Google Music with it. So it's a good deal to me. Well, and a lot of people, if you give them the option to pay for it or legally obt- or easily legally obtain it, most people will choose that option. Like... A lot of the reasons that people, I mean, there's always people who just download stuff like illegally or without paying for it because they just don't feel like paying for it. But there's also lots of people who there is no way to legally obtain it in their country or, you know, things like that. Or maybe I think Netflix and Hulu have definitely made a huge dent in the pirating game because people people pirate because it's just easy they don't want to sit around and wait all day to watch a show they want to watch it when they want to watch it yeah and and it's easy like ten dollars a month people will pay ten dollars for the ease of it yes and uh steam was actually a huge contributor in the in the decrease in uh pirating on pc because they have sales all the time and you know it costs money costs more than zero 
but they make it so easy to play your game. You click it, you buy it, and it's installed, and it works. The yeah. end. People are willing to pay for something that works. And mm-hmm. you, the thing with pirating is people look at pirating as like, oh, we got to stop them from pirating, blah, blah, blah. The best way to fight pirating is make, get, delivering a service that is better than getting it for free. Yeah. Because when you pirate, you are, A, taking a risk at some creep doing shit to your computer. Mm-hmm. B, uh, the game doesn't work. And developers put out versions of the game that will be like, haha, you, like, pirated the game. Yeah. See, like, you have to do all this stuff to crack the game. It's so much extra effort. And some people, when they have the money, and they also want to support the developer, they're like, yeah, I will take the easy route and play the game like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. So oh, something, so something else that I thought we would probably want to touch on is the Fine Brothers situation oh oh, sorry sorry i just want to go back one point sorry go ahead um if you pirate from indie developers you're a monster you're a monster if you can't buy a game for three dollars and you instead choose to steal it from them you're stealing from somebody who eats ramen twice a day and that's it i know so it's like you're not sticking it to the man you're sticking it to like one person or like a small team of people and especially if it's a game where they really took a risk, like, you know, like having gay characters or female characters or like stuff like that, that if you pirate games like that, then the big studios won't see that that's something that people actually want. Also, if you see Stacy and I do a Let's Play and you think, I'm really liking this, please, please, please buy the game. That is one of the best things that we hear from people is go and people go i love this so much i stopped watching and played the game myself and then came back yeah because you know well we do let's plays and you know that's hard work and stuff but at the end of the day the people who really deserve your money is the game developer so but you can give us money too i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but go ahead. Oh Keep yeah, talking. so the uh, the Fine Brothers situation and how that's changed since the last podcast we did, it actually changed like I think a few days after they came out with that horribly tone deaf announcement, where they were <laughs> like, "We're gonna change the world, we're gonna make the world a better place," like whatever. Um, well, they have re- what? And people, here's where they really got caught, is when they were like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to copyright people's things. But they've been doing that forever. They've been doing it, and they were doing it to stop people from making videos about their shit. Yeah. There's a guy who had eight views on on his video. It got copyright, like, whatevered and blocked in all countries. So he made a video of that video being blocked, and now it has, like, 300,000 views. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyways, so they canceled. They've rescinded their React trademark claims and canceled the React world bullshit. Uh, Part of the big issue, as we said, was even though those trademarks don't necessarily give them blanket authority over the reaction genre... 
they communicated their intentions very poorly and they had already been using their trademarks to um, take people's videos down or like put copyright claims against them, uh, basically saying that it violated their trademarks when, you know, the smaller YouTubers may not either have the knowledge or the uh, finances to fight back. So their track record of quote-unquote collaborating with other YouTube creators was like shit. And so for them to think that they were just going to be like, oh, well, never mind all that other bullshit we did because now we're going to all work together and we're going to share money with you. No, you're not going to share money. Like what you're doing is you're taking a cut off of everybody else's videos that they would have been able to make anyways. I love, love, love that, like, the YouTube Illuminati, that's what I'm going to call them, <laughs> all the YouTube elite who had ever been, like, in their videos were like, oh, yeah, no, um, they, they, they you know, give them a chance, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, you guys are so full of shit. You've all been in their videos. Yeah. collaborated with them. You definitely have an interest in being on their side publicly but even jenna marbles was like yeah i mean she wasn't talking shit she's just like a nice person who doesn't know how to navigate extreme pr Mm -hmm. she was like yeah i know they're really nice people but i know that they really don't like it when other people make react videos it it really bothers them and i'm just like but but that's like other people were doing that before they started doing that it's not, it's, uh, I just can't, I can't. Did you see that they, like, they added BuzzFeed and they're like, come on, like, this isn't team internet. And they had just had a video where, like, little kids were reacting to things. Uh. It's like, you don't own that shit. Well, technically, I guess you did, but they were saying they weren't going to abuse it. First of all, if you have a trademark, you have to enforce it. Otherwise, it's invalid. It. Yeah. Like, the, the the very fact that they said they wouldn't enforce it is a lie. Yeah. And I hated that all these other YouTubers were like, yeah, no, blah, blah, bullshit, bullshit. And I'm like, no, you're full of shit. You are full of shit. Yeah. I just... Watching but a that lot of YouTubers vi- were like, no, 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 this is full of shit. But they were all, like, mid-range YouTubers. So. Yeah. Pretty much anybody who didn't have a vested interest was calling bullshit on the whole thing. I'm just glad that the whole thing blew up so quickly. Like, I don't, I never wanted them to be hurt in any way or like to like lose their following and have everything fall apart as I saw some people wishing that would happen to them. What I just wanted to happen was that people would make it clear that this would not stand and that they could rescind the trademarks and just be like, oh, okay, like, we totally did not think this through. Rescind the trademarks and then just go on doing what they're doing. They dropped, I think, all of their copyright claims that were in process at the time. Or trademark Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, to try and, I think, get back some of their reputation because people just reacted really poorly as they should. <laughs> uh, on on a on the subject of react, 
there's this guy named Jinx, and he's a React channel, but a lot of people have a problem with him because you know how the Fine Brothers actually put a lot of work? Like, they put a lot of work into their React videos. They edit them. They don't show the whole video. They they have a diversity of people, like, making different faces and saying yeah. different things. Well, Jinx, he just sits there and watches the video. <laughs> and that's it? You know how when we play the game, we'll stop and we'll talk about what's happening and then yeah. we'll try to add information and give context to things? Like, I'm not saying that we're, like, innocent because Let's Plays... People just talk shit about React channels, but really, honestly, Let's Plays are just long, really long React videos. But besides yeah. the point, there's these React channels who just take other people's videos and put them in the lower corner of their video and they sit there and they watch it and a lot of the time they just sit there and they don't say anything and they don't do anything so really what they are is an aggregate of viral videos mm. with the pretense of reacting and i don't yes. think that's what they're consciously thinking these are just some people who are like oh i'm just gonna do react videos and they blew up and now they're like I don't know how to deal with everybody being angry at me, you know? Yeah. But a lot of content creators who, like, spend months making their videos will make a video, and then they, some other guy will react to them. And it's not like they're cutting up the video so that somebody's like, oh, I want to see the entirety of this video. I'll go, go find it. They just watch the whole video on this guy's channel. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Because I feel like if you want to have a react video to somebody else's video, you should you should put a lot of editing in, a lot of pausing to talk about what's happening, like, yeah. you know, or and put in some jokes and stuff. Because not only is that, like, you know, fair use and a transformative work, but you're making it so that people are becoming curious about the original content so yes. that people will want to go see it. And for Let's Plays, I feel that watching is very different from playing because what a lot of people do is either they're broke and they don't have any money at all to spend on any games, but they still want to be a part of it. And maybe they'll have one or two dollars that they can do. They'll have maybe have like $15 instead of $60 so they can buy like merchandise because they're mm -hmm. a fan of the content. So they'll buy merchandise for like a Bioware game, like a t-shirt. Yeah. Or when they have enough money, they will buy the game. Or there are people who play the game and then they immediately go try and find a Let's Play because they want to know what other people did, what other people's responses were. So I feel like watching a game and playing a game is two completely different things. And stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's also, there's you know, a lot of games that have a very wide variety of choices. So, I mean, just look at, just look at Dragon Age. There's like a million different choices for dialogue and actions. And so when people would, you know, and romances, not to mention romances, think about how many times you go look up all the different romance options in a game, you know? Yeah, because not everybody has like... 280 hours to romance all the Dragon Age characters. Oh, God. But they if will only, have right? played the game one time, and then they'll go, oh, I wonder what the other ro romances are like, and then I will choose which one I want from that. Yeah. 
So and part, I feel like that adds to the fandom in a way. Also, I think that you know, if you are really, if you really have no money, no money at all to buy a game, like I very strongly believe that if you watched all of our let's plays of Life is Strange, you should definitely at least buy the first episode so that you can support Don't Nod. That's yeah. what I think. But if you really have no money, I think that participating positively in the fandom can help. You of know? course, because you can contribute to, I guess, like the fandom movement. Because the more that a fandom has participation, it can pick up. I mean, obviously, it's not the same as buying the game yourself. But say if I was like, I don't have the money to buy this game, but... I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to tell all my friends about it because maybe some of them would be interested and some of them would buy the game. You know, you can kind of spread the word, I guess. I can't tell you how many times like people will come to us and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I was like watching one of your videos and I saw this game and I loved it. And so I went and got it so that like I could play it with my best friend or something like that. Or I was talking to somebody else and we discovered that we like the same game and now we're like best friends. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. I love it. I like it when people go and buy the game. Like that's what I want. Yeah. That's a good thing because that, that means you're supporting the developer. Uh, yeah. I was going to say something else. Oh yeah, like when Oxenfree came out and I, I feel like it doesn't have the traction it needs so i was like guys guys like look look at this game buy it buy it play it buy it like <laughs> yeah yeah that was a pretty cool game yeah so i just i whenever i find a game that i really like i really want to help it that's all yeah so um it, oh in other funny news so the i guess like these people put together a search engine just for Simpsons quotes. So it's called the Frankiac after Dr. Frank. And it you can type in any Simpsons quote. Like if you just think of one, you can type in a Simpsons quote into the search engine and it will match it with screen grabs from those episodes. It has over 3 million searchable scenes from across the first 15 seasons. Think about how long that must have taken to oh my god it took six months to create and you can use it to create memes if you're a simpsons fan what do you mean like macros create memes yeah like image macros yeah like where you have like the screen grab and then you put the text on it yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's a meme oh I- i'm sorry it's a me mom right yeah no a meme but the the little images with the with the text on top are called image macros got it okay uh in exciting video game news hideo kojima and guillermo del toro discussed creative decisions at dice and at first i was like ew dice because i thought they were talking about the, <laughs> the developer and i was yeah. like first person shooters what are they doing but is that true <laughs> They're going to the dice like art thing, and they're gonna be in like some Metal Gear Solid Five is gonna be put in some 
super art thing. <laughs> what did you call Guillermo del Toro the last time we were having a conversation about this? Well, I was also very scared, and a troll was chasing after us. <laughs> so, excuse me for a gigantic troll jumping out of nowhere and pointing at us. Okay. What did you What did you call him though? I forget. Guantanamo. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't have the name in front of me, and I couldn't remember his name, and I was also trying to not be scared. We were let's playing a game, and I was trying to remember his name while we were like (laughs) walking through a dark forest. (laughs) It was very scary. Oh Um, God! (laughs) But they'll be—they're going to be talking on Thursday, which is two days after we're recording this right now. Today is Tuesday, Uh, but I'm worried. So I got to get this edited and out before Thursday, so this is still relevant. But yeah. hopefully they will be talking about how they can make some version Silent. of yeah. the game they were going to make. Because they were also yeah. going to have that guy who made the spirals, which is the weirdest. Never mind. I won't even get into it because it's going to be gross. <laughs> okay. I didn't follow. That's all right. There's a there's this guy who makes manga and... He makes a lot of body horror and stuff, and he was going to work on the game as well. So basically, it was going to be... Oh, my God. The Citizen Kane of disturbing terror. Oh, no. (laughs) That sounds like... I don't know. That's like one of those games that we would have to play, I feel like. (laughs) It was very strange, and my tummy just rumbled. I really hope that... uh, so they're going to be going to discuss creative visions at DICE. I don't know what that means. So hopefully, well, because they created so much buzz for it, and everybody was really excited. And then here's the thing. Oh, sorry, I, I hit the mic. Uh, here's the thing. Hideo Kojima is a master at deception. He's a master of deception, but not in the bad way. He's like a magician. He's the magician of Mari. Mari. They're called illusionists. Okay. He's the, he's the the master illusionist of <laughs> video game PR hype. Yeah. Where he's made like entire like other games, which was PT for other games, where they had a release for this other game called Moby Dick or some shit, but it was really actually a secret trailer for Metal Gear Solid, and all the fans had to go through all these clues to figure out that it was actually a a trailer for Metal Gear Solid by analyzing some guy's pants. I don't. It was really what? crazy. Like he made an entire fake studio. Oh my god. So what I'm saying is, if you think it's gonna be, it will be. Yeah. You got anything uh, else? Yeah, I do actually. So this one, this one's just a quick one because I don't know if there's much to say about it. But Glue Mobile, the people who created the Kim Kardashian game, have <laughs> partnered with yeah, yeah, have partnered with Taylor Swift to create a mobile game. I'll play it. They also have um, one about Katy Perry, and they signed deals with Britney Spears, Kylie and Kendall Jenner, and Nicki Minaj. Wow! So they're really just they're they're going for it. That's what life is now. It's happening. I've never tried to play those games, so I guess I can't hate on them too much. I no, apparently they're really fun. Like they're well designed. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to hate on something that's fun because, you know, God knows I've spent countless hours playing like really fun but really stupid games, you know? 
Didn't you play Fashion Story? Oh, yeah. I've, like, wasted many hours playing Fashion Story where you, like, create a virtual store and stock it with all these different clothes. I played, uh, rest- I think it was called Restaurant Story, too. So at one point, I had, like, a bustling store and restaurant, and I was just, like, it was because I, I don't know. That was back when I had more free time, I guess. Well, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Oh, it was Neko Itsumi is something we've both been playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. If you guys have seen uh, screenshots of the game with all the little cats, that's Neko Atsume. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's free. Uh, well, I always miss the cats, though. I, like, put food uh, down and then forget, and then I come back, and, like, they're all gone and have eaten my I, food and left a bunch of shit. <laughs> I know. I feel like I always, it's like, I'll put it down, and then, like, a couple days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to check for cats. No cats. No cats because they already ate all the food and shit. <laughs> like, days ago. Um, Another game that's going to be coming out this year is lego star wars the force awakens it actually looks pretty hilarious and adorable and so that's going to be coming to pretty much every relevant platform on june 28th all the lego games are usually pretty good i know they're so cute i have lego batman 3 but i haven't finished it but it's also kind of disturbing because when you kill people legos come out of them and you collect it so basically what you're doing is the blood is the Lego blood is splattering everywhere, and then you're sucking up the Lego blood into your body, and and gating its power. Mari, don't you know how it works? You're selling organs on the black market. Oh, Lego organs on the black yeah, market. Yeah, that's the point of the games. And also, all the objects are apparently filled with this same Lego organ blood. So everything yep. is filled with this horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Disturb. Like, can you imagine if you were a Lego person, the stuff that's inside of you is also you what just makes like, everything. So you imagine- you're seeing intestines. Yep. Just flying everywhere. Oh, God. And it, it absorbs into you. Absor- blood and intestines coming out of the walls, out of things you break, out of people, and it sucks into your body. This is how I see the see Lego games. Yep. They are really cute, though. If you can get over the fact that you're playing with body parts. You also, you it's also just like every other game where you have to like basically destroy a bunch of shit. Like you'll walk into someone's house and just like bust apart pretty much all of their possessions and be like, oh, I'm taking this now. <laughs> I hope you didn't need that car. Um, in other news, sorry, I was drinking water. The Library yeah. of Congress says cracking multiplayer should be allowed for the ability to preserve games. So that what? Cracking multiplayer. Oh. So that what that means is when a game has multiplayer online ga- gameplay, they make it so after the servers go down, players should be allowed to crack the game so that they can still do it on their own servers. Yeah, yeah. So, usually when you do that, that's technically against the law. But the Library of Congress is saying you should be able to do that after the servers go down because it helps with the preservation of created media and their job is to preserve everything. Yeah. 
So this is what they said. Based on a review of evidentiary record, the register recommends an exempt an exemption to allow continued gameplay and preservation activities when developer when developer server support for a video game has ended. Though one more circumscribed than that proposed. What? <laughs> With respect to gamers, the register concluded the, re the record supported granting an exemption for video games that require communication with an, with an authentication server to allow gameplay when the, request when the requis requisite Requisite server is taken offline. The register explained that the inability to circumvent the TPM would preclude all gameplay, a significant adverse effect, and that circumvention to restore access would qualify as a non-infringement fair use. So basically, if you're playing a game that requires online check-ins, like when they do with DRM or with multiplayer, once those servers are offline, you should be able to crack the game so you no longer need that in order to preserve the ability to play the game. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> I think it's cool because the Library of Congress is like, yo, what's up? Break yeah, that shit. normally I feel like <laughs> if, you t if you hear anybody in our government, that meaning the United States, talk about like any technology, they all just sound so clueless. You know? I don't know if you've ever heard, like, people speak at Congress about, like, these, like, newfangled technologies and all sorts of stuff like that. But it's just, like, they're like, oh, maybe we can use this to do that. And it's, like, or I forget, one of the presidential candidates was saying that they wanted to, like, shut down parts of the Internet. And people were like, that's not, that's not how the Internet works. <laughs> you, you can, like, close down a site, but you can't, okay. You know? Well, I think it's... what. So what I'm saying is, yes, it's pretty cool that they stepped in to allow that. Have you heard about the new crack cracking... I can't even remember if it was you who even told me. Uh, somebody told me it. I heard it... Oh, wait, no. I heard it on the Giant Bombcast about the news. This company came out with this software that makes it so it takes up to a month for people who crack games to crack it and put it on pirates and torrents. And it costs a lot of money. And a lot of people were wondering, well, all those people who pirate, are they are they really going to end up buying the game? Does, put, does spending money on software that's really difficult to crack actually going to increase sales? So I think that's a good question. Were the people who were just going to steal end up buying it just to play it or were yeah. they just never gonna like is the threshold free too much like anything more than free is too much yeah yeah that's a very good question most people believe it's not most people believe that the, all most of the people who pirate were not gonna buy the game anyway if they couldn't steal it which is I get the logic there, but it's so complacent in the idea that there's a bunch of assholes out there who are like, no, I want free shit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, just to be completely honest, like I went through a period in time where I used to pirate music. And then when I started to make like a bit more money, I was like, wow, why am I doing this? Like, I don't need to I don't need to steal it. I still have a hard time convincing my boyfriend not to pirate 
games. Yeah. And movies. I, and now I and now I pay for everything. That's why I pay for Netflix. I pay for Hulu. Like, and it's not so much that I make tons of money. I just decided that if I can't, I also discovered that if I pirated things, I enjoyed them less. Like well, because it's not as precious. Yeah, because I was accumulating things without having to work as hard to get them. I still so have like, your your Zed Live. Music hold on to that because for. that is important to me i still want that <laughs> and it's that's not available to purchase Wait, anywhere. no you didn't buy it so i can just delete it right now right i can just no you can't right purchase click, it anywhere move to trash no hey, empty trash no no, can, no no it's gone listen to what i said you <laughs> can't you can't yeah, purchase I get it. it it doesn't exist you can't buy it yeah yeah i feel like that's different because they wouldn't earn any money off of it anyway you know they never sold it. You should send them an, uh, an envelope with a dollar in it. I should send them a strongly worded letter is what I should do. Be like, excuse me, I'm sending you this check for six ninety nine because I didn't know what else to do. Take it. I'm Take so it. upset with you. Take my money! Um, In other... Oh, you know, you had mentioned YouTube Red earlier. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, tomorrow actually so that it'll, it'll probably already have happened once um, this podcast goes up YouTube Red is going to be releasing original content including a show and three movies hmm. just wait okay so they have a dance movie called Dance Camp uh. which, wait but I watched the trailer I couldn't figure out if it was a parody or if it was supposed to be an actual comedy oh shit that means it's gonna be bad <laughs> I seri- no, I seriously couldn't tell because some of it was just like so cliche and tropey that I was like, what? Like it looked like, I don't know. I mean, new dance moves probably, but it looked like all the other dance movies that you've seen, I guess. And so basically so- they're coming out with vanilla, vanilla, uh, vanilla frozen yogurt for just everybody. Wait. There's more. Then there's going to be, uh, there's also a sci-fi comedy called Laser Team, which is from Rooster Teeth. That could be funny. Um, I mean, the acting didn't look great, but I could see where if you, it's the same with like a couple of these other things. Like it looks like if you already enjoy those content creators, then it would be something that you would enjoy. You know what I mean? I've enjoyed Rooster Teeth for a long time. I They have this sort of anime looking cartoon out. Not too into it, but there's a lot of quality to it. So I would say that it's worth the risk, in my opinion. Yeah. There's also a movie of, you know who Lily Singh is? Nope. Uh, okay, so she's a really big YouTuber. She's kind of like a comedian. She does like raps and music and like acting and stuff like that. And she went on a tour called Unicorn Island and so they kind of put together like a, you know how they do, they'll do like a behind the scenes concert DVD, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like her, I would imagine that would be really fun to watch. Um, I personally don't watch her, so probably not interested on my own end. Then there is also a series, a series called Scare PewDiePie, where he essentially plays a series of live action horror games. Live action horror. Oh, like, is he LARPing? Essentially, but, like, he has to, like, do actual things and, 
like I saw one scene where one I think it was Markiplier that they had him like strapped down to a thing with a bunch of wires and PewDiePie had to choose the right wire to cut otherwise Markiplier would get shocked or something yes like for real shocked like for real shocked (laughs) I mean this was like a movie trailer so who knows and then they had, you know, him, like, running around and, like, people jumping out at him and things like that. Well, I'm sure he's looking for the next level of being scared because he said that he wasn't going to pretend to be scared in his videos anymore. Yeah. So he's like, well, I got to find the new a new level of terror. To... <laughs> Honestly, if somebody – I feel like – I'm not I'm not a huge PewDiePie fan. I don't, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. But I think that sounds like it could be so fun. Yeah, Can I would you? definitely. Oh, for, like he, this sounds great. Yeah, that I would actually watch that. Like, yeah, I don't watch a lot of his videos. I keep track of what he plays so that I can be aware of Google trends. But yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like welcome to being a YouTuber where you track everything that everyone else is doing on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, let's think so easy. I'm like, no, it's not. It's very stressful. Because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Stacy and I were asked to be on a ghost hunter show. <laughs> yeah. We also were asked to try. Do you remember when we were asked to try out for that other show that never got picked up? Well, that lady ignored us. And there was some girl there who was like, she, you, you ever, you know, you, you ever. She was there and she looked at me and I was like, I will, I will not mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> but we were asked to be on this ghost hunter show that they were bringing to the united states but they wanted to we had to go to la to try out because they wanted to get girls who were i guess more nerdy i guess oh my god they were looking for nerd girls so they contacted me like hey i'm looking for for girls like you and stacy oh god blah 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 and I was like, what's the info? Well, the tryouts are in L.A. And then, you know, we'll, you'll be gone for two months for filming. And I didn't want to do it. So I came to Stacy. I was like, do you do you want to do this? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, do you do you want to do it? I'm like, I don't do you. I was really do- afraid because I, you know, with my work and school commitments and just everything else, like I can't. I can't just, like, disappear for two months. Well, we can't disappear from the YouTube channel for two months. Yeah. we would lose everything. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it would be really cool if we could have done it. Because can you imagine us on a ghost hunting show? Oh, my God. That'd be so cool. Can you imagine all the bullshit I would make up just to, like, just to, just to, like. Mari, you'd be sitting there, like, pushing up your glasses, being like, so I was reading this thing about Satanism. (laughs) And, like, talking about all the cool historical instances where these ghosts came up and, like, what they mean and where they're from. You'd be, it'd be like walking around with, like, a ghost hunter Wikipedia. (laughs) I would make ghost hunting boring. Everyone else would be screaming. I'd be like, no, there's nothing to be afraid of. This particular ghost is named Adam. He's very sad. (laughs) And if you would think about how he feels for a second, I would just make everyone feel like shit all the time. (laughs) Yep. I don't even uh, I don't even really believe in ghosts, but I'm a very I love jumpy ghost lore. person. What? <laughs> I love ghost lore. Yeah, I do love ghost lore, and I'm just a very like jumpy person in general. So I'd probably be a mess. 
No, Stacy. Here's what we would do. I would just start bullshitting. Just, just like fully going on Ghost Hunter persona, where I'd be like, Yeah. Oh my God. Your eyes. It's in your eyes. <laughs> do you think they would give us like special outfits to dress up in, and we could carry around like some like Ghostbusters shit? If you know, they you, like, didn't, put... I would go get some. Yeah. I would. I would. You know what I would do? I would make up equipment and be like, I brought my own special equipment. I would be, I would try so hard to be the really, really weird person. Because you know how there's, they'd be like, they'd, I'd be like, don't worry, I brought my own ghost hunting equipment. But it'll be like some like weird shit. It would be, we could get like those like tan jumpsuits with like the Ghostbusters logo on it. And like, yeah, it would be perfect. Oh my god! I just I'm I'm imagining like the weird made up equipment I would have. You would have to get one of those things, you know, where it has like the little, the little like almost like a little satellite dish that just like repeatedly turns around. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's searching for a signal. You have to have one of those because they always have one. No, and, like, I'll have it strapped detector. to my head. It'll be like you know how when you have those lights strapped to your head, but it'll be that yes. strapped to my head, and I'll be like, it amplifies the ghost signals so that I can feel them. <laughs> in yeah. my head oh so um a couple things that i wanted to bring up games that are getting second comings her story 2 life is strange 2 and outlast 2 wait is that for real what life is strange 2 didn't they say that i think or- they said it but they didn't really say it. They just kind of said it, but in a way that everyone else said, oh, it's definitely for real happening, but it was more like maybe. Yeah, you know, yeah, Life is Strange, was, yeah, it was confirmed. Really? Okay. Yes. I don't want to get yeah. my hopes up, that's all. No, I just, yeah, that's good, though, because I want to make sure, because I don't want to, like, go say that, and then we're the source of some baseless internet rumor. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So our source is basic based off of a Google search. So, I I people don't think that we're like the life is strange source. Nah, we no. don't know anything. Okay. You just you Google it. Yeah. Uh. It's yeah, but it's mentioned uh yeah in a couple different places. So her story too. It's supposed to be a uh, spiritual successor. It's not actually a continuation of that story, right? Yes, and I would imagine that Life is Strange will also not be a continuation of the original story. God, I hope not. Uh, and Outlast, probably not either, but I don't know. I I never played the whole thing. I only played that first section, and then I made you turn it off. So I don't know if they left it in a place where they could pick it up again. Oh, they did. Uh, <sighs> in the DLC... They were hinting, oh, God, you're going to hate this. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> I read all the letters, and the letters pretty much imply that there's another facility of women who are being impregnated with the weird shit. What? Yeah, so spoilers for Outlast. The ghost is not actually a ghost. It's a swarm of nanobites being psychically controlled by one of the patients. Uh, Yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> and everyone's just pretty much gone insane from all the different nanobite shit. Okay. And in the in the DLC whistleblower, you're a guy who whistleblows on the company and then the company kidnaps you 
and tries to make you one of the patients. But you read all these notes and they're talking about a separate facility where they took the female side of the institution and some other women and were making them pregnant because if you're I think it's if you have a uterus and you're in the presence I don't remember very clearly presence of the nanobots and all that shit and you're and you're pregnant, it fucks with the baby somehow. Uh, and so okay. you know, it could be something along those lines. Right, so I'm sure it's going to be really scary, and it's coming out in fall 2016. Let's move on. Wait, I'm sure it has something to do with the upside down burning cross because I would assume that if a baby came out like that, people would be like, "Oh, it's a Satan baby, baby Satan, woo!" You know? Yeah. I mean, not yeah. woo. <laughs> woo. Woo. Question Crazy mark. Woo. Sorry. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Um. Oh, so I had a couple book recommendations for this week. Okay. Okay. So as you guys know, we are sponsored by Audible, which is a place where you can download and listen to audiobooks. They're available in a bunch of different languages. Um, Give Mari them the and link. I like listen. What? Give them the link. Uh, the link is audibletrial.com slash geekremix. And again, that's audibletrial.com slash geekremix. So Mari and I have both been using it for a little bit now. And so we like listening to them because then you can, you know, walk around and do stuff, clean your house. You can listen to stuff while you drive. It's just, it's good. So if you're looking for something to read this week, I just finished The Bat by Joe Nesbo. And it's the first Harry Hole novel. I've recommended these to people before. They're kind of gritty detective stories. The first book is set in 90s Australia. Just like so that you guys are aware, if you... The book is set in the 90s, so trigger warnings for racism, substance abuse, murder. Like, if you're not cool with hearing graphic details about murder, might want to skip this one, but it is a good book, and it's the first one in the series. Um, And I've read a lot of the other ones, and they're all really good. But yeah, if you can't deal with like murder stuff, then this is probably not for you. And I also started reading Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Mari had actually suggested it to me a while ago, and you might have even mentioned it on a podcast. It's narrated by Will Wheaton, and basically uh, it's set in the future where the entire world sucks, but there's like a giant computer simulation that everyone escapes to to avoid how shitty the world is now. And I don't want to go into too much more detail because the book is amazing and I don't want to give any, away any spoilers. It's really good. I yeah, like it's it. really good. Yeah. One of my favorite books. I, uh, have- I haven't read any books this week. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I haven't had time. I've been listening to the Jimquisition podcast and listening to Laura K. Dell. I'm like, shut up, Jim. Laura's talking. <laughs> obsessed (laughs) so and i like my wish list for books is just like so so long now because i don't know it it just makes it so much easier than sitting down to read something because it makes me feel like i can do something else at the same time i'm one of those people who i like to be doing things you know Mm -hmm. 
like folding laundry, doing the dishes, stuff like that. It's just, you know, I well, don't have I a lot of... I just constantly like having voices in my ears, so I'm not alone with my own thoughts for even a second. Really that helps. too. Yeah. Like, no, honestly, if you have a problem with, like, negative thinking and shit, audiobooks oh, and podcasts yeah. help a lot Definitely. because you don't have room. Well, and it also, it just makes you think about something else other than yourself. Because I know that when I spend too much time thinking about, like, pondering life's questions and, like, thinking about, like, what do I, how do I feel about myself as a person, sometimes it, you know, tilts to the negative side. And if I can listen to a book instead, then it makes me think about, you know. It helps you judge other people. Yes. Well, it helps me think about, like, books or it makes me think about, like, whatever podcast I'm listening to. It's just, it's really nice. So if you guys want to check it out, the link is audibletrial.com slash geekremix. Woo! Woo! Uh, a game Stacy and I just finished, and it'll be out of embargo by the time you guys hear this. Oh, it's out of embargo right now. Um, <gasps> Yay! Firewatch. Oh my god. It's so good. I... What? <laughs> I'm just so happy that I found it. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know how you feel really good when, like, you pick a game and you're, like, sitting there and you're, like, oh, man, we're going to let's play it. Like, I really hope it's good. Yeah. Like, when yeah. I was, like, whoa, well, this game, Gemini Heroes Reborn, it has overwhelmingly positive reviews. I didn't know that all those reviews were lies. They were lies. They were lies. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. But, but Firewatch. One thing I need to point out, though. I let my boyfriend play it too is and he likes it so much that he was like okay well now that i played it i want to watch you and stacy's let's play so put it on a usb stick so i can watch it because usually he watches our let's plays leisurely but he wanted to see what other people played too and what other people's opinions were on oh yeah because he couldn't talk to anyone about it yet because i had let him play it but i'm like you can't tell anyone about it it's not out yet Oh, that's like, that's really cute. That Although it does make me kind of nervous when, like, knowing that he watches a lot of our Let's Plays. He, yeah, he watches, all, like, almost all of them. Great. Not coming out on top, though. Okay. <laughs> that's the main one I was thinking of. Oh, God. Did you just, just be like, oh, no, Raphael, you, you, I don't think you'd, uh. One thing I want to point out, though, is that. I think a lot of people are going to end up using the camera wrong and regret it. So I'm going to say the camera is not important to the story. The camera is important to how you experience the story. Yes. Because what my boyfriend did, because we were like, oh, let's take nice pictures of this nice setting. Let's like frame this picture of this tree. What he did was because his mentality He's Take like Mexican and grew up in an area that wasn't so great. So his his mentality was, I need to gather evidence to show that I didn't commit these crimes. So he was running oh, wow. around like taking pictures of the crime scenes, taking pictures of like what he was doing and stuff like that. So now, so it, so then he had a whole bunch of pictures of like random stuff that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So he, it was just really funny because he was like, no, I don't want, I don't want, what, 
No. No, I did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's going to be one of those games that a lot of people experience differently because it is it does leave a lot of while you're playing it it leaves a lot of room open to interpretation of like what you're experiencing and how you feel about it i don't know there's a I, lot of choices I, that what? you can do there's a lot of choices yes and they matter i think from what i heard from Raphael and his choices oh yeah because well we'll have to talk about that later i am saying that there's a lot of choices and his perception was different than ours. Oh. Very cool. All right, that's well, the Geek Remix Podcast, episode three. Let us know what you guys thought. Yep. Also, let me know. Some people really liked the music at the beginning and the end, and other people were like, well, I don't want to skip about four minutes of music. So would you guys rather have a short music a short song at the beginning or no song at the beginning because I thought maybe I can just shoot choose a very short song and then have a long song at the end but is it either a short song or no song let me know can you do like a like a 30 second clip or something yeah I just want to I want to get people in the groove yeah in the groove put it out to the crowd yeah yeah all right uh bye everybody bye